Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The date is March 17th, 2017. This is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. This is Bob Acosta, soon to turn this over to our our co-hosts. But first, Novel Ideas will be discussing the book Inside the O'Briens by Lisa Genova, DB81500. Below is the synopsis from Bookshare. From the New York Times best-selling author of Still Alice, Lisa Genova, comes a powerful and transcendent new novel about a family struggling with the impact of Huntington's disease. Joe O'Brien is a 44-year-old police officer from the Irish Catholic neighborhood of Charlestown, Massachusetts. A devoted husband, proud father of four children in their 20s, and respected officer, Joe begins experiencing bouts of disorganized thinking, uncharacteristic temper outbursts, and strange involuntary movements. He initially attributes these episodes to the stress of his job, but as these symptoms continue and worsen, he agrees to see a neurologist and is handed a diagnosis that will change his and his family's lives forever. Huntington's disease. Huntington's is a lethal neural um, degenerative disease with no treatment and no cure. Each of Joe's four children has a 50% chance of inheriting their father's disease and a simple blood test can reveal their genetic fate. While watching her potential future in her father's escalating symptoms, 21-year-old daughter Katie struggles with the questions this test imposes on her young adult life. Does she want to know, what if she's gene positive? Can she live with the constant anxiety of not knowing? As Joe's symptoms worsen, and he's eventually stripped of his badge and more. Joe struggles to maintain hope and a sense of purpose, while Katie and her siblings must find the courage to either live a life at risk or learn their fate. Praise for writing that explores the resilience of the human spirit. The San Francisco Chronicle, Lisa Genova, has once again delivered a novel as powerful and unforgettable as the human insights at its core. I'm glad you are all here tonight, March 17th, 2016, in the book nook to discuss this book. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn the program over to um, co-host Randy Shelton and co-host Ruth Ann Acosta, if I can here. Action. Thanks, Bob. Hi, everybody, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, Let's start off as we usually do, see what everybody thought about the book. Uh, Maybe I should... Go ahead. If it's okay if I start. I was reading this book when I was in the hospital, which was not the most uplifting Thing to read at that point in time, but I was I was in the middle of it and wanted to finish it. I thought it was a good book. I thought it got a little too long, personally. 
I also thought that uh, they stayed too long on Katie and have struggled as to whether or not she should know or shouldn't know. Uh, but I thought it gave me an awareness of Huntington's disease that I didn't really have before. And, uh, you know, how what a, a, a terrible thing it would be to have something that there's no cure for and there's no uh, way of, of, of making it better. And uh, I in, enjoyed the book. I personally think that Still Alice was a better was, to me, a, a book that I enjoyed more. But, uh, again, that, that was, you know, a kind of a you know, sad book as well, but it was a very good book. Uh, and uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I think that it could have been about two hours shorter. Let me have just quickly, since I have the key down, I thought it could be shorter. It was so terribly, terribly sad. We had a friend and I'm not sure if she's still living, we have not seen her in many years now, who had Huntington's disease. She never got married. She Boys all loved her. She was uh, every uh, boy's sweetheart and every girl's girlfriend, a wonderful girl, uh, lady. And um, later in life told people, you know, if I get forgetful, watch me, you know. She didn't do, to my knowledge, when we knew her, what Joe did, the jackrabbit jump and stuff like that. And, great temper. She was a very mild-mannered person. I was shocked to learn that 37,000 people in the country have uh, Huntington's, and it's a low-priority research disease. You know, if it was Alzheimer's, what, uh, 3 million or 5 million, uh, breast cancer, 3 million, you know, too big of a market, of course. But the drug companies and the researchers are spending less time on Huntington's. Anyway, I want to hear what you guys have to say, and we do, and uh, I'll let up on this mic so we can see what you think about the book. It just hit an average family, and I guess my last comment is, why wouldn't you want to know that you had it? Katie struggled with it, as you know. Patrick, total denial. Why wouldn't you want to know if you're going to get married later and so forth? Anyway, let's see what you guys think. I enjoyed the book, and as Bob just pointed out, it was really about an average family, so it wasn't anything, you know, that couldn't happen to the average family. Literarily, I was really disappointed because a lot of it, a lot of time was invested in Katie and her life and her thought process, and for the book to end the way it did, I was profoundly disappointed. Um, I felt emotionally invested in her character, and I just kind of wanted to know. Um, But... I guess I think I would want to know if I had such a gene, um, you know, for family planning issues, but also just to make plans for the time when it when it became, you know, I, I and not to leave that to the people around me. You know, I'd want to try to get, you know, if I get to the point where I can't live independently and, and I'm, I'm a danger to myself or others this is the arrangements that I've made and that's just how I am I'd I'd want to plan ahead if I knew for sure something like that was going to happen to me and I think the agony of wondering and you know every time we're clumsy oh my god is this the symptoms I I couldn't live with that anxiety so I would want to know yeah um, I, I agree the book was a little bit too long 
And, yeah, the, you're right. The ending was kind of <laughs> disappointing because she didn't want to know. And I, I think her reason was because then she she wanted, I think, in her mind, she probably wanted to have a family, but she would have really not wanted to do that if she knew for certain that she carried the gene or she had, that she had the gene. So I think because she she wanted children, I think that was probably her reason for not wanting to know. Um, <clears throat> myself, I would want to know, but I and then I would take it from there and decide what was the sensible thing to do. Um, but you know there were some funny parts in that book as well. It wasn't just all sad, and but there were some really good, humorous. Um, <clears throat> there were there were some good f- humorous um, happenings in the book, and uh, <clears throat> there were times I I just laughed, and I was glad to see that there. There was some humor in the book. Um, well, I um, I've read all of Lisa Genova's books. Um, I was putting off reading this one because I wasn't sure when she was going to come out with another one. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I've heard before I read this that it was going to be one of her worst. Um, in a way, I was pleasantly surprised, but then in a way, um, I guess I would sort of have to agree. Um, I found it to be a good book, very, very sad, and I was thinking about you, Ruth Ann, when I was reading it, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, I have a hard enough time reading it because of all the deaths and sickness I've been through with my own family. I can only imagine what it, it was like for you. Um, but there were some funny parts. Um, I was disappointed in the ending as well. I mean, with all the angst and everything that she went through, I, <laughs> ah, it was just, uh, I don't know, crazy. I would want to know. Um, I don't think I would have put myself through all that. Um, but there were some really good parts. There were some funny parts. Um, I don't know if, if, um, I would say it was too long. It's just the ending was very disappointing to me. Um, but otherwise I, I really enjoyed the book. Um, it was really interesting to learn about the family and the characters. And I kind of wish I could have learned more about the other characters too, instead of just Katie. Um, and of course the, the father, um, but I really enjoyed the book overall. I really liked the book, too. Um, I didn't know anything about Huntington's other than that it was fatal, so it was really interesting to learn about the disease. And I was really shocked that 90, 90% of people, according to the author, did not choose to find out whether or not they had it. Uh, like a couple of you said, I would want to know just because the anxiety of not knowing you'd constantly be monitoring yourself you know if you trip over something is that the first sign so you might as well just go ahead and find out and be done with it um i agree with everybody that said there was too much of katie in there i was hoping the author when she switched to katie i was hoping she would then switch to megan and then maybe jj and colleen i didn't particularly care for patrick i actually I mean, maybe this is just because I'm getting old. I didn't like Katie that much. I thought she was really immature. I mean, what tw- wasn't she like 20 and she's writing on her walls in Magic Marker? And 
I, I don't know. It just seemed weird, and she kept not communicating with Felix, and that was a big drama. I would have preferred to hear about some of the other characters uh, from their perspectives. And I agree. I thought the ending was a real a real ripoff. I was really annoyed at the ending. The author did a lot to invest us in Katie. The least she could do is tell us, since Katie was willing to find out, she could have shared that with the rest of us. I thought that was really a very, very cheap ending. Uh, I hope you'll give us a Hubert. Everybody says, maybe because I read it about three weeks ago, make me laugh. Tell me a humorous part and it'll come back to me <laughs> these days. Uh, I'm slow retrieval, but once I hear it, it'll be, it'll be good. I thought Megan was the most adjusted of the bunch, but maybe it would have been a boring story with her. That, that Katie and Felix, you know, being a, um, a mixed racial couple, the author focused. But I was very, as I said, disappointed at the end. Okay, I'm going to shut up so you hear oh, from you guys. Oh, can I say something? I thought one of the touching, most touching parts okay. of the book was when Patrick and um, O'Brien took uh, the dog to the yeah. vet for the last time. Right. And they really were feeling that moment and uh, going on, you know, with the moment. I thought that it's something, that's something that most or many of us have gone through. Yeah. Or if we haven't, we many times will. And how they love that dog. And, uh, you know, just, it, uh, it was, I thought it was very touching the way that they wrote that. Well, some of the things, there were a lot of funny parts in it. I laughed out loud, even though it was, there was a lot of sadness in it. But, I thought it could have ended about two hours earlier myself, and the end was a ripoff. Um, but one of the funny parts was everybody was ganging up on Katie because she's a vegan, and they were all just teasing each other about different things. And But then the, the one part toward the very end, toward the end, when they were having dinner in the dining room and... And, um, oh, Patrick was supposed to clean the ceiling from the week before because there were mashed potatoes on the ceiling. And Moore ended up on there, and then they started falling down off the ceiling. And, well, there was a reason I liked that part, but it just, (laughs) it was just funny. Well, I like the book, um, and I... All the time I was reading it, I was going back and forth. Would I want to know or wouldn't I want to know? And I still don't know if I really would want to know that I had something like that. But I agree with everybody that too much time was spent on Katie. Um, I had to go back and and see when Megan was um, diagnosed with it because that just, I mean, they just... All of a sudden, you know, we knew she she had she carried the gene, um, and of course JJ, um, he found out quickly, and I'm sure you know Patrick. I, I don't know. He he didn't do anything um, <laughs> except get another girl in trouble, but it, it it was a good book and it did have its funny parts. Um, the the Sunday dinners I thought were extremely funny because they always had to say that um, the wife was not a good cook and you know it was just 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 the conversations at the at the Sunday table 
and they couldn't have beer until the meal was served, and um, they drank out of uh, jars. Um, <laughs> some of it was kind of funny. Hi, I'm mainly lurking tonight. I read this book for another book group several months ago, and I'll agree, Lisa Genova's got a lot of talent, but she just doesn't write the kind of books that I really enjoy reading. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> there's just a, enough travesty and sadness in the world that I really don't enjoy books like this. Uh, I read the one on, on, on early onset Alzheimer's. Was it Go Ask Alice, maybe? And, uh, you know, this, I'm expecting maybe her next one's going to be about ALS. I'm trying to think of what the, like, one of the most devastating illnesses you can have might be that she might be writing about. And I just, you know, I just really don't, uh, I, I couldn't get into the whole, uh, well, do you want to know or don't want to know kind of thing. Uh, uh, I, I'm personally would probably would rather know about, I mean, especially if you're a, a, a young, you know, Thinking about having a family and stuff, you, you, you really do need to know. But uh, I, I just don't really enjoy these kind of books. So those are my comments. I'm going to be lurking, so thanks. No, that's good comments, Alan. The only thing I I don't know about enjoy, that's no, I wouldn't use that word, but informational, yes. I did not know about Huntington's. I did not know about um what is it? Asperger's disease with house rules that Jody P. Cole hits. So I kind of take it from the medical aspect of these books rather than uh, did I like it? Did I enjoy it? Uh, it's it was good. I, not an enjoyable book, of course not. I agree with you. You know, the family was doomed, and I I can't understand. And please help me here. Why you wouldn't want to know? Are you just going to get married and say surprise to your husband when you have your first child, or vice versa? Uh, I mean, J.J. and Colleen handled it very well. She's, I don't care. Well, she had We're, her time, so when she had a hard time with it. She did cry. It's normal. I'd yeah. cry, too. But they did adjust. They had a baby. He has 18 years to make a decision about what he's going to do. He has full rights. They can't do anything um, now that he's born. And when he's 18, he can take the test or not take it. Probably young people don't want to take it. I would think, but ultimately when you're going to get married and Felix, Felix is quite a guy. He handled it very well. And I was amazed that they would accept a black man in an all Catholic Irish family with all the cultural, the traditions. Uh, and the final thing I wanted to ask you is, is it common in Boston or everywhere for all the kids to live in one place? Are they helping them with a mortgage? What's the story there with like three or four stories and all these kids in their twenties were living with their parents. Is that a common thing? What am I missing? Uh, I, I don't know about the, the what's common in Boston or not. But, uh, no, and, and I agree. I, I, I read the book completely through the first time with that other book group, and I did enjoy. I mean, I, I always try to glean something from every book I read, and I, and I, and I always do. So it, it was good to learn about the condition. But, man, I, 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 th- that's a horrible thing to have to live through. And she did a good job of capturing, you know, the – the, you know the, the the tragedy of the story. I agree, but since I'd already gathered the the medical information, I, I didn't want to gather it again uh, since I remembered it all. I don't know about Boston, but I bet it's similar in Chicago. There's just so many three and four flat buildings and two flats, and a family will own the building, so it's not unusual rather than renting out the other apartments to just have you know, children that grow up and get married to live upstairs or up upstairs in the third level. That seems to be pretty common. 
Um, I wanted to say, too, that one thing I took away from this. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say I agree with Ruth Ann about the dog. That was a very moving part of the story for me, too. The other thing is they talked so much about Joe's mother and how everybody thought she was just a drunk and stuff. It'll really make me think twice if I see somebody staggering in the street to maybe, unless I get near enough to smell the alcohol on them, not to assume that they're drunk necessarily. Maybe they they have a medical issue. That's an interesting point. Um, I used to know somebody who had cerebral palsy, and she said that it can be really hurtful that people who don't know she has cerebral palsy will accuse her of being drunk. Um, So, yeah, you know, we always assume things. Um, I want to. Oh, I back to the housing issue. I know a friend of mine in New York. Um, her mom bought a brownstone, and so the kids would gradually move into the brownstone. So I think I think it for urban dwellers. And I also know in the Middle East, a family will build a home, and they will intentionally put um, like markers, uh, some kind of marker on the the roof. And as the family grows, and as the kids grow up and have their own families, they just continue to build stories up. So you'll have you know, four or five families living in the same building, and they just keep building the stories on top of each other. So it's kind of a cool way to live if you like your family. Well, I lived up in the Boston area for about 19 years, and I didn't actually experience that as far as the families go. However, um, it probably does happen, and for one one of the reasons, the Boston area is an expensive place to live. So you you would probably have, you know, because it's so expensive, renting is is very expensive there. And so yeah, you would you would have your families all living in the same um, <clears throat> same building. So that that the cost wouldn't be as as um, much and as hard, um, <clears throat> um, yeah. And you talked about the um, person being drunk. I knew someone, I know someone, I should say, who has MS, and uh, <clears throat> she called into a talk show, a radio talk show, one time, and the host actually hung up on her and accused her of being drunk. And she called my husband, very upset, and he called the station and told them she was not drunk, you know, and he explained to them. Well, going back several years ago when Annette Funicello was uh, diagnosed with MS, too, they thought, you know, because she'd trip and stumble and carry on, and they thought the same thing about her. And, you know... If people don't know, um, that's kind of the stuff that they think. I almost got myself in trouble one time when when the CDs were um, real popular, and there was this gentleman, and he'd start talking, and he did. He sounded like he was drunk. Well, here he had ALS, so I was glad I kept my mouth shut. Well, one of the things I found that was interesting is that um, I roomed with a woman in college who who has Tourette's syndrome and some of the involuntary movements that um, father was going through um, were very similar to some of the things my friend did who has Tourette's syndrome so I found that very interesting. Okay, very interesting you guys. 
I'm not going to let the family off that easily, though, because what did what did uh, Katie do? She was yoga. She worked or she didn't work. Megan was a dancer. I assume got paid yeah. good money. Patrick was a bum. He was a bartender, but he I never heard him say, Mom, here's five hundred dollars. Um, who's the other one? JJ at least was a fireman. He had a good job and uh, I hope he helped his parents. But I didn't hear any of those guys say, let's kick in. So in fact, near the end, they said, you got to move out. Mom and dad need these bedrooms to pay. Joe has no money now. And I thought the way the police treated him was miserable, but uh, with no pension and the, you know, he had to fight for that or whatever he had to do there. That was awful. Uh, but uh, you know, they, they said, you got to move. We need money. So they sponged on these guys. What did, I could maybe see JJ and Colleen. They had the baby. They're maybe trying to get out of there. But uh, I'm not going to go as easy as you guys. I understand the Boston thing. I hear you. It's Chicago. Uh, I hear you on that. I understand that. And the Middle East, yes, you're right on that. I've read books on it where they, they mark things for the family. But these guys didn't raise, they, am I wrong? They didn't raise a finger to say, here, Rose, here's money. Or Joe, you know, we want to help you. I have a friend who has, I have a friend who has CP, and she gets a beer to drink, she walks a straight line, and she speaks clearer, too. Anyway, um, we haven't heard from Carla yet, so let's give her a chance here. Well, um, I've got to admit, I enjoyed the book more than I thought I was going to, because I've been through a lot of health things with my family and all that, and I just didn't know if I could bear another a medical book. But um, it's sort of interesting that around St. Patrick's Day, we're reading about an Irish family. I know that's just an aside, but this family sort of reminded me of, um, of you know, a family, a similar family. They didn't have um, the Huntingtons, but... Um, but they were sort of Irish, and they were a neighbor of ours, and there were four kids, the same configuration. But anyhow, I'm going to disagree with a few things. I hope you guys don't mind. I actually thought the ending was beautiful and powerful. All the people came together. You know what I mean? The whole family came together, and you saw this last photo of this whole family and um, it was really interesting, like Rosie, um, she sort of uh, renounced her religion and she put away all the figurines and everything. But when she um, at the very end, she came back and she was saying her rosary again. So, you know, things sort of came full circle and and um, Katie made up her mind she was going to move to Oregon and um, she made up her mind she was going to find out. And I loved the way it ended because they were all together in that waiting room. And, you know, you just got this last glimpse of them. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the, um, Eric Clarson, Carlson or whatever his name is, um, the genetic counselor, he says, well, I have your white envelope. Are you ready to find out? And she takes a deep breath and she says, I am. And that is the last words in that book. And to me, that was so powerful. I mean, I am sort of implies, you know, I am. I am here and now. And I liked her little saying about um, if you're not here, you're nowhere. Or you're not anywhere. And, and she was here and she was I am. And yes, she was immature. But she had to be immature to become a dynamic character. Keep in mind, she was the baby of the family, too. And she worked her way up to maturity. 
and um, yes, maybe they did focus on her a little bit too much, but um, but but I I don't know. I like books with endings like that. I sort of like The Sopranos. You know, they were playing "Don't Stop Believing," and all of a sudden, boom, it was quiet. You don't know if the guy got his brain some shot out or what what happened. But it was for the 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 viewer to to decide. And I like this book because it was for the reader. And, you know, you can make the ending the way you want. And if she wants to do a sequel, she could pick up right there in that waiting room and go on and, you know, say what happens to them. I mean, um, if she had said, yes, she has it, no, she doesn't have it, that's sort of the end, if you know what I mean. But but, but I, I liked that very much. And would I want to know? I'm not sure. Because, um, well, if I were going to get married and possibly think about starting a family, the responsible thing would be to find out. But if, if I wasn't and I, you know, I don't know if I'd want to know because sometimes it can be mind over matter sometimes. If you decide and maybe you talk to yourself and say, well, maybe I don't have it and act like you don't, I mean, and try to be optimistic about it, you might be able to stave it off for a little bit longer because there's a lot that goes into mind over matter. So I hope you don't all mind if I disagree a little bit. And I think the reader did a very good job. So I thought it was a powerful book. I think you have a good point, Carla, about the end, about how the family came together and everything. That was very powerful and very well written. I just felt kind of ripped off because it just seemed like she made us carry all this baggage for a long time throughout the book, and then there was no payoff in terms of our being able to find out. Um, I was going to mention, Bob, I thought they were all paying rent. I thought J.J. and Colleen were paying rent, and the two girls were paying rent. It's just that the parents could charge a lot more if they had strangers staying there. That was the impression I got, but maybe I'm wrong. No, that was that was what I was... Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be quick. Okay, that could be. I didn't see anybody helping Rose in the kitchen, but maybe Colleen did. Yeah, maybe I'm too harsh on them. Oh, no, Carla, you make a powerful point, but I just feel that they spent so much time on Katie. And as a reader, I'll just say, yeah, they, she's clear. You know, oh, that makes me feel good. Somebody else is going, oh, no, she has it. And it won't matter with Felix. He seemed to be cool about it. So, But I just felt cheated in that they spent so much time on her. I, I want to only say this. What I learned from this book is that Joe, in his own way, stumbling through it, and I don't mean that because of his disease, they learned love. They learned, yeah. they learned about love. At first, they're into, why did it happen to me? Oh, my God, look at Dad. And Joe's suffering and lost his job. But what I got out of it, and he went to the cemetery, didn't need to see his mother's grave, and he realized that she had this. And the family learned that Rose, who was denying God in the middle of it, very normal, I hate God and all that stuff, um, they found love. They Absolutely they did. That was the powerful thing about it. But I just knew when I, when I said, I'll bet she's not going to tell us and leaves it up to us to. And I'm a positive guy, so I'm just going to bet that she didn't have it. One of the most powerful scenes in the book, I thought, was when Katie went and told her dad he was, it was after the episode with the gun, and he was drinking, and he was just very depressed, and she told her dad, look, we are following you. We'll we'll be following in your footsteps, and if we have it, 
you're who we look up to. And I just thought that was the most powerful, one of the most powerful scenes in the book. She got through to him when no one else could. And then she started teaching him yoga. And and that was just one of the most powerful scenes in the book. And I love the Sunday dinner scenes because kind of reminded me of my family in a way because we lived with my grandparents for six years and my grandmother could not cook to save her life. (laughs) She, the meals we had were some of the worst meals I've ever eaten, but fun times. And it was, it just, it reminded me of that. Well, a couple things. It really got me thinking because I, when I left my job back in 75, um, I worked with a girl that was going to marry a guy and he had, there was a chance, I don't think, I don't know that they knew for sure, but he was going to be possibly dealing with Huntington's. And so that happened during part of their courtship. And, you know, they really had to make some major decisions. You know, first of all, you know, were they going to get married? And and if they did, were they going to try to have children? Or were they were just if, would they just adopt or just not have children at all? And I really got to thinking about them when I was reading this book because I don't know what happened because I left my job. So, um, you know, it got, it, it got me thinking uh, about, about that and what would you do and, you know, what, what was going to win over. And, um, Carla, I never thought of the ending like you did, but it did have, that was, when you think of it that way, Things came full circle, and um, while we might have liked to have had it tied up, that you know, knowing whether she, uh, Katie, actually was going to have the, the gene, um, this could leave an opening for another book. But the thing that really bothered me was the fact that um, Rose and Joe were actually going to possibly get divorced so that Rose could have enough money to live on. And I think it's sad when it comes to that, that that's what you have to do in order to survive. That uh, was sad. Go ahead. But uh, that was sad. That uh, she and, and again, he kind of helped her to see that whole situation for what it was it was a sad way that you know and that they got so little for the 25 years that he had put into the thing and one of the things I wanted to say too is when they described some of his rages that he got into that it was like this thing took over his body and his mind and he couldn't stop it it was just taking over and and there was nothing he could do but just go through it and uh, and, you know, like the time at the end, toward the end when he was uh, going, was, uh, work, was when they were trying to uh, 
when he, he started demolishing the bedroom and thinking that it was the dining room, but he was absolutely demolished everything. And, you know, he couldn't help what happened to him. He was, it, it was just something that took over his life, and it was, you know, a terrible thing. And I want to say, I wonder what happens to Patrick. Would the yeah. book would the book have done better had it been discussing the maturation of Patrick, the growth of Patrick, or was Katie chosen because she's the baby, as Carla said, who made a very powerful argument? But Patrick's in no man's land. He's going to drink, 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 and maybe he'll get it, and maybe he won't. But Nobody mostly, mostly except for the dog, he's totally irresponsible. Even when he was at the ballpark and his hand was freezing holding the beer, which happens to all of us. And he said, oh, my God, I've got it. They exchanged looks. You know, J.J. and him, uh, uh, the, the brothers had really horrendous battles. But you wonder, is Patrick just lost or has he gained? If we're going to do this, that we don't know what Katie did, I mean, found out, then we don't know if that, um, that helped Patrick grow by being with the family uh, during Katie's finding out whether she has it or not or whatever. So maybe, you know, but his match, he was kind of lost. He was out of it. Um, actually, I'm glad that, um, I don't know who mentioned it. I don't know your name, sorry. But mentioned the whole divorce thing because, you know, that is so real. And I've known couples that handled it just like Joe and Rose did. They would get quietly divorced um, but continue to live as married couples because they weren't really getting divorced but because of insurance issues or... You know, when you're looking at catastrophic medical medical illnesses, they, they look at the entire household income, and if it's just over the line, as so many times it is, you can't get insurance. Um, that's not the case now, but it was not in the too distant past, and I fear that it will become that way again. But, yeah, I've known actually more couples than I care to think about that were facing those situations, and they did have to divorce in order to not lose everything. Actually, um, I think it does still happen now where people have to get divorced to get some of their benefits. Um, but I wanted to say that um, I really appreciate the alternative view of the ending um, because I, even though I do still f- sort of feel cheated because they went on and on and on about it and then it never found out, um, I still like the idea of the I am at the end and the family coming together. So thank you for helping me look at an ending that I just thought was awful in a different way. Yeah, that was great, Carla. I, I appreciate that, too. And, yeah, it still does happen. People who especially, you know, they need benefits, they want to get all their benefits, and if they want services, in-home services, a lot of times they have to spend down to get that, spend down their assets and sell off so they can pay the medical bills and then, they eventually get to the point where they have nothing and they then they can get services. But the first step, oftentimes, sadly, is divorce. I've seen that many, many times. I was wondering if you guys were nervous about Joe when he was still a cop and hadn't quit yet, because I was thinking... You know, this guy's talking about not being able to button his shirt and control his rages, and he has a gun, and he's out there 
with the public, and I was so afraid something was going to happen. I would have liked to have had more scenes with his two friends, Tommy and Donnie, and how they handled finding out about his disease and how they eventually told him it was time to quit and stuff. I mean, they did have that scene where he was being the crossing guard, but it would have been nice to know more about the friendship, too, because there were some scenes in there where Joe was, you know, a pretty macho guy, and I would have liked to have seen some of the friendships that made him a more tender person like like he was with the dog and with his wife yeah you're right i uh i know i i uh was a little unnerved there for a while when he was still the cop um yeah because i kept thinking oh geez is he gonna lose it with somebody and kill somebody you know with you know without really meaning to actually kill them because he's into one of these rages <clears throat> but um yeah carla thank you for that um viewpoint because it did make me stop and think it was a powerful ending um yes i i too was a little annoyed with joe that he his his ego i mean i understood it psychologically and emotionally that that was like the last thing he felt he could still do and he was worried about providing for his family and I understand how complicated that was, but yeah. And his two friends, I'm not sure. I'm glad that I wouldn't be pull, wasn't in that position to have to keep that secret because if something terrible would have happened, they there there could have been all kinds of complications there. Um, even even the scenes where they would be driving and he would be driving the car, or you know, um, I was you know the the wielding the sledgehammer in the house i was like oh my god <laughs> hire somebody to do that or supervise or whatever but don't do it yourself i was concerned when he kept going and getting the gun and looking at it i thought i thought he was gonna possibly end his life and then rose would have walked in on that so i was glad that that didn't happen well i don't think that was handled well the two friends know that he told Donnie and Tommy, and you're right. What if he were traffic guard before they Tommy got to him, and and a kid got killed because Joe he has no spatial awareness or he went into a rage. I mean, a policeman is a special guy. He's got to be on duty at all times. He's got to be fit, and he couldn't even button his shirt or put his gun belt on. I thought though that the sergeant who was mad because he had to come over and deal with Joe. Um, he didn't even know what Huntington's was, which he didn't have to, but he could have had a little more compassion. And finally, that lawyer said, oh, no, you got to quit first. Don't let them fire you. You have to quit, Joe. Let's get down to business. But it took a long time. You had a policeman who was unfit out there, you know, because of his disease. And Tommy and, and uh, Donnie, well, Tommy, especially working right with him, thought he'd cover. But that's a that's a heavy duty. Heavy responsibility. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked to have seen more of the dynamic there between the three of them, Tommy and Donnie, and that was that was a lot to put on them too. One thing that I really um, I got a lot of respect for the author. Um, whenever I read um, through to the end, where it talked about her appeal um, that you know to donate um, to the cause, you know that they you know they had that thing about um, a model of Fenway Park and um, sort of to show how um, 
how many people had it and everything, so that was part of her website. Um, but I was impressed about all the research that Lisa Genova went through to um, to make her characters more authentic. The fact that she went and spent time getting certified in, in yoga and all of that. Um, and, um, you know, that she spent time with with cops and she, you know, just all the things that, that she did. And I think it paid off because I think the characters were very authentic. And I don't know, it's really hard for me to to sit too much in judgment on some of the characters because what would you don't know what you would do um, if you're going through something until you actually go through it. It's just really hard. Um, and the divorce thing, that sort of hit a chord with me because my my brother, um, his first wife had MS, and, you know, she was getting worse. She also ended up with cancer. She ended up with a brain tr- tumor because she got tamoxifen, and, you know, it caused a, um, you know, they used tamoxifen, and there was a side effect that caused a, a tumor. And they were discussing if um, the possibility they might have to get divorced for financial reasons and well it never came to that because um, she passed away before that came to pass but it was a real discussion and it just made me it just makes me feel really bad I think that I guess I'm old-fashioned but I think marriage as an institution really should be protected more than it is I don't think it's right that um, you know people that will live together because they you know because financially it's more advantageous to live together they should make it more advantageous to you know to be to be married in in cases like this and it's it makes me wonder sometimes if in a hundred years the institution of marriage is just going to disappear i don't know maybe i'm getting a little extreme here but i have thought of it well respectfully i hear you carla you said it i think you said in this book you were in no position to judge characters, but I guess the only thing I can say sadly is I'm the reader, and that gives me the right to do it. And I don't find too much for Patrick. Okay, he was not there when they needed him. He did not fix the the, the potatoes on the ceiling. He didn't do anything. And JJ and Joe, I think he finally got into it a little bit, but I, I found a little redeeming there. And yet Lisa chose to concentrate on Katie, who you you had to like. You know, and kind of left Megan uh, away from all this. Although Megan said, "Yes, I took the test, and I got 14 years. I'm going to dance. I'm going to London. I'm going to do my thing." And, and of course, it would have been a boring book if it had covered Megan, probably. But uh, I admire Megan anyway. I think more could have done been done with her character uh, than was done. But Patrick is hard for me to uh, say. Oh well, he'll mature. He'll. He'll be there someday, and we'll all be there with him, and we won't know what he decides. But he was in total abject denial. And even the girl that he um, got pregnant, he said, I don't love her. She said, you know, the heck with her. You know, well, are you going to tell her? And I don't think he did by the end of the book, it was his issue. He didn't care. He was young dude, and he said, the world owes me, and the heck with it. So I, I found him I found him easy to judge. I didn't like him. I agree. I mean, I, I, it, you know, it's it's okay to to have some judgments on these because they're just characters. I mean, we all know that we need to be careful when we're talking about real people. Um, but Carla, I understand your concern about marriage, and yes, I agree that 
that it's very sad that um, marriage isn't respected. But I think that it, it takes me into a, a more philosophical discussion that the people that I've known who have been in this situation are no less married than they were when they had the papers saying they were married. So um, I, I, you know, I tend to think that that's just the way it is sometimes, and I don't look, you know, again, the people stayed married. They didn't, they didn't break up. They didn't. In fact, if anything, they were more married afterward because they chose they chose once again to stay married in the in the real sense of that word. But yeah, I, I do wish that people didn't have to face losing everything that they worked for um, or get a divorce. I mean, that's just unfair and it's unconscionable. And and the people, well, okay, I'll stop now. I won't get political. <laughs> Thank you. I totally agree with what Liz just said. I will say that at least. If you're married, you get a tax break, so there's some incentive there. But, And I think with health, like Liz said earlier, health insurance now isn't too bad, but social services are still bad. And if you need to go into a nursing home, they count your family assets. If you need any kind of social services, they count your family assets. And that's where getting divorced comes in. But I do think the health care is going to change, too, and go back to the way it was. So people will be getting divorced for that, too. Um, what was that? Oh, I, I agree with Bob. I, I thought Patrick was a total jerk. Um, and yeah, he's young and maybe he'll grow up and maybe if we had another couple hours in the book, he'll mature. But he didn't seem to be concerned about this girl at all or feel the least bit responsible for perhaps uh, spreading this disease knowingly or possibly knowingly to a baby. Patrick was older than Katie and he definitely didn't care. And, yeah, people who do end up getting divorced for financial reasons, they are usually still just as much married. It's just a, like Joe said to Rose, it's on paper. And that's pretty much what it is. I know more people who had to divorce, but, they're still living together. The husband is still, or, or wife, you know, the spouse is still the main caretaker, but it's just on paper that they're divorced. Yeah, yeah, I agree, too, with what Liz and Randy and, and Sherry said about the uh, the marriage thing. Uh, it's, it's a shame when you have to... Uh, end a marriage from a legal perspective in order to get the best financial result but until but until they have the laws fixed to keep that all this bantering and whining about marriage dying and stuff is really just just a bunch of talking stuff because uh, uh, at the end of the day it's really just a uh, it's just a legal arrangement and and whether you're married or not has a lot more to do than what the paper says uh at one point in time, the tax laws were actually such that two two single people uh, filing tax returns got a better tax break than if they were married filing jointly. So uh, uh, I'm not sure if that's ever been fixed or not, but I think they may have done something to correct that. So, uh, you know, these are the kind of issues you have to look into. And uh, 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 money still drives a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, unfortunately, money does drive it. No, and I was thinking of the judgment. I was thinking of um, Katie more. I, you know, yeah, Joe was a or Joe, um, Patrick was a bit of an immature jerk, and you know, a little bit cavalier, and you know, not much to 
to like there, but um, again, she didn't let us in to know him very well either um, in some ways. But Katie, um, you know, I can understand in a way why she was writing on her walls and things like creative people do more things like that. You know, people that are creative, creative writers, um, creative musicians, um, they'll, they'll do more things as far as decorating and things that might look immature and um, as I say I think I think Katie came a long way and I think she had to be a little bit more immature to mature you know there's um, there's this whole thing about static and dynamic characters when whenever you're um, reading or teaching literature you, you you analyze a novel that way and there are some static characters and I guess um, Patrick would be a good example of a static character that doesn't change really too much. But if you if you look at um, some of the other characters in the book, they're more dynamic. They change. There's something um, that, and that's that's part of the um, the tensions, part of the suspense, part of the the makings of a novel is the change that takes place in the characters and. Um, and in a way, I think it sort of portrays how real life is because there are people that are more mature, that are more caring than other people. And if, if they were all, um, you know, if they were all caring and they were all compassionate, that wouldn't be realistic either. But um, but no, I think it was a powerful book. Uh, you have a good point, Carla. I think you're right. Um, Katie was immature from my perspective because of her age and her writing on the walls but actually you could call that creativity too and I'm definitely not a very creative person so yeah point well taken and I think you're right too that the author had to make her immature in order to have her change throughout the book and I was really glad she was going to go off with Felix he was a cool guy and I was glad the family accepted him too yeah Felix is truly one of the best characters in that book Let's see what other what we're doing next time, Randy. Perhaps. Okay, um, but I just wanted to say that that was probably the best thing Katie could have done was to go off with Felix and become her own person away from the family and grow a little more. So. I know that we had talked last time about doing what Alice forgot, but I changed my mind, and Roseanne agrees. We don't want to do another medical-type book right now. Maybe down the road, but two back-to-back is a bit much. So for next month, we're going to do a little bit of a different book at least it is for me because I don't usually read this type of book but I was told it was a good one and it is I've read it already um, it's The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict DB86012 and it's a fictionalized account of Albert Einstein and his first wife. I didn't actually know he had more than one wife, but it's it's good, and it of course.
course, takes place in Switzerland and Serbia and back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And it's, like I said, it, it's a different read for me, but it was a good one. I'm going to put a plug in for Worlds of Books. Uh, it's this Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern in the same room. Read the book, even if you don't attend the meeting. It's uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I guarantee you you'll laugh some at it. And even if you don't like the guys, uh, it's not it's not political, but he is the host of The Daily Show. Uh, he took over from Jon Stewart. Uh, the guy's obviously smart. It's got some very funny stuff in it, and you'll learn a little bit about what it was like in South Africa a little bit uh, uh, a little bit during apartheid and, and, and after apartheid. But uh, uh, it, it's a good book, so I hope you'll come. I hope you'll read it. That is an awesome book. I got mine through Audible before it came up on Bard, and uh, it's narrated by Trevor Noah himself, and you will laugh. You will laugh your way through it, but it's also a very serious book, so it's wonderful. I actually have that on my to-read list. I won't be able to make it Sunday, but I've seen a lot of reviews of it. So I will read it eventually, but just not for Sunday. Well, thanks for the uh, second in it, Liz. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry you, you you had to use an audible credit. you you gotta, you got you got to play the dance with that stuff nowadays because Bart's getting books pretty fast these days. But uh, uh, he, he does a great job narrating. I really enjoyed uh uh, uh, his narrative. Randy, read the book. Just enjoy it whenever. Sorry you can't come, but uh, I think you'll enjoy the story, the story of the book. So thanks.